Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Saturday, 4th March, 2023. Our bit today comes from Luke 18, verse 8b, which says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And after the storm comes the calm, with the sunshine shining brilliantly on the snow-covered land, making it truly a winter wonderland. (laughs) Yes, friends, for easy terminology, we got a good shower of snow yesterday evening, as promised by the weather forecasters. You couldn't even look through the windows properly because they were all covered with what looked like snowy icicles. (laughs) And I can't get over how beautiful the snow looks when it's clean and undefiled by man. By the way, I know my mask costume for next year carnival already. Something based on old man winter. Oh, there's a tree in my backyard whose leafless limbs are all covered with snow like all the other leafless trees. But this one looks just like a carnival costume with a sort of peacock feather-like tail. So look for me next year on the big stage in the big yard in my all-white costume with plenty sweet sequins and whatever else will provide some radiance to it. Yes. But now, as I hear the snow shovels and snow blowers walking outside to clean up the snowy mess, I'm losing that pretty snow fantasy and getting to the reality that it's dangerous and also inconvenient. I don't care how long you live with it and how beautiful it might look. I don't know if you ever get accustomed to cleaning it up and trudging through it. Unfortunately, though, it's all a part of living in the northern climes, and sometimes it does take a lot of faith to conquer it. And speaking of faith, I didn't get any quotes from our friend Anselm this past week either, so I guess we'll just continue with the faith talks of Jesus that we never got finished with yesterday. And we left off yesterday where Jesus was on his way to the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, to heal his young daughter, but he got waylaid by the woman suffering from the affliction of a blood flow for a long time, who showed her large faith by simply believing that if she could only touch the garments of Jesus, she'd be healed. And thus, she pressed through the crowd that surrounded him, touched his clothes, and was immediately healed. Now, friends, tell me truthfully, how many of us nowadays would have had that kind of faith, eh? Definitely not too many, not with the way things are currently going. No wonder in the Gospel of Luke we find these words, And he, that's Jesus, spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint or lose heart. And you can find that in Luke 18.1. And that parable deals with the wronged widow, and the unjust judge who doesn't revere God or is really interested in meeting out justice 
but only deals with her because she's persistent and he's tired of her complaints. Jesus states, hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not God avenge or vindicate his own elect, which cried day and night unto him, though he be along with them? I tell you that he will avenge or vindicate them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? Now, that's a very good question, my brethren. And all of that comes from Luke 18, 6-8. And the scholars explain it thus. If an unjust judge acts in this way, how much more hope may God's children place in God? However, the issue is not God's faithfulness. It is whether believers will persist in supplication as asked in verse 7, or whether their patience and perseverance will give out by the time Christ finally returns. As we see in verse 8 and also in verse 1. Yes, friends, the problem here is not God's faithfulness, but man's. Will we keep doing like Jesus asks in verse 1? That's pray and not faint or lose heart. Or will we be exhausted from all the crying and complaining we've gone done to God and stop persevering by the time he returns? We need to keep on keeping on, my faithful brethren, regardless of what we undergo or how long it takes for Jesus to come back. That's the foundation, the backbone of our faith, to never give up. And that brings us back to the story of Jairus and Jesus, which looks like we'll never finish it. But anyway, just as Jesus was finishing with the woman who had the issue of blood, he heard one of Jairus' servants tell him that his daughter was dead, so he should now stop bothering Jesus. However, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, that's Jairus, be not afraid, only believe. And that comes from Mark 5.36. What tough words, my people, but very nece necessary sentiments. Belief, that's where it all begins. You can't have faith in anything until you believe in something. And that's the long and short of the story. Then Jesus continued to Jairus' house with only his three henchmen, that's Peter, James, and John. But when he came to the house, there was a crowd inside weeping and wailing. Jesus said to them, Why make ye this ado or commotion and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him, that's Peter, James, and John and entered in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand and said unto her, Talita kumi, which is to be interpreted or translated, Damsel, I say unto thee, arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years. 
and they were astonished with a great astonishment. And he charged or commanded them straightly, that strictly, that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given to her to eat. And that comes from Mark 5, 39, 40, sorry, Mark 5, 39 to 43. And I like how the scholars explain it all. They say the crowd would eventually know, of course, that the girl had been raised from the dead. Jesus wants the fact to be concealed for the time being, giving him time to depart and avoid ostentatious acclaim. Also, the parents will still be able to keep the details of the resurrection secret from the, sorry, from the scornful believers outside the door. Jesus' custom all along was to make himself known to earnest seekers, but to conceal his true identity from skeptics. And that brings up another very important question, my brethren. Which group are we in? The earnest seekers or the unbelieving skeptics? And according to our answer, so will the Holy Spirit of Jesus deal with us. It's ever so necessary to believe, to have faith in Jesus, if we want to enjoy the benefits that accrue from him. And please note Jesus' admonition to the disciples who could not heal a demon-possessed boy. He said to them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove or move, and nothing shall be impossible to you. And that comes from Matthew 17, 20. Ah, my fellow saints, a whole lot of faith is not needed to follow Jesus, but you do need some faith, be it as small as a grain of mustard seed. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Truly believe and faith will come. Yes, that's a fact, friends. If we believe in Jesus, sincerely believe in him, faith will develop in us. He will cause it to develop. We'll go through things that will develop our faith. We'll see how he works. And I hope and pray today that we'll all come to the point where we believe in Jesus. And we pray that in his strong name, Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.